0: I think it's time for J.J.'s favorite line of the episode.
1: Oh, dude. I love, I love Stubbs. Stubbs and- is the best. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is J.J. Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess let's get it we are here live to talk about westworld season four episode five so go ahead hit that subscribe button like bell notification all that fun stuff so you can keep up with all of our live episodes and not live episodes because we do a lot of stuff right now and more to just continue to come so lots and lots but yeah westworld season four episode five what a crazy episode fellas so crazy nuts I'm worried, though,
0: because this is episode five. There's only eight in this season, right? Only eight episodes? Yeah, three more. They have a lot of stuff they got to catch up on. I I know it's going to end on a cliffhanger because that's how the first three seasons ended. Sure, But now it's personal because I'm caught up. So I'm going to have to wait like a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, And I cannot binge the season all in a weekend. So I'm getting nervous, JJ, because they seem to keep adding plot points instead of starting to wrap them up
1: yeah i'm not gonna lie i feel like i didn't think that any they could get close to season one again but i think they're doing it with this one this season is been non-stop like holy shit like the first one was a little slow because they always are but since then like it's been going and i really Mm like the transition from last episode which was really pretty action-packed and go 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 for the most part and then this one slowed down but was so cerebral and um philosophical and yeah twisted and I mean thought-provoking so I really liked it that that you can have that transition from really actiony and still twisty to not anything crazy happened, but so much crazy shit happened at the same time. So it it was really great. This So far this season is very, very, very well written. So
2: I was going to ask a question. I wanted to, while they're focusing on this city and the name escapes me, um, but the, the hosts are running the whole world, but they're just focusing on like the, the main city, as I understand it. Is that, is that correct?
0: we don't know that's the great part
1: (laughs) i don't my assumption is that it's just new york it's just manhattan because that's the island that's where they're at is manhattan it's new york Mm -hmm. they've built the they've built the host city outside of it like off the coast of it but i think it's just new york now whether or not they've got hubs across the world or is there a world left i i I don't know that's a tough one because if you that's the way it sounds like though.
2: They've said like, this is our world kind of thing, but I don't know if they're just referencing, obviously the New York area. It really is the whole planet.
1: Yeah. Well, and we have to wonder depending on wars and things that have gone on, how much of the planet was left by the time we get here? Cause I, they didn't talk a lot about the planet and how much was there in the first two seasons. And then when we get out of it, now we're 23 years into the future. I mean, who knows? And I thought, when they were out in the desert they were going to be in california or wherever it was but i i don't know like they don't they haven't really that's one thing is geographically we don't know too much now we know that mm. they were out at hoover dam at one point so they were in nevada i mean that is one thing that we do know so i'm assuming but that was, wasn't
2: that 23 years ago when that scene happened
1: i think so yes yeah when they took that over so okay Yeah, but I don't know. It's so tough because at the same time we don't know where C and Bernard are. We don't. I mean, it's obviously taking them a couple days to get to the city. So, Mm -hmm. how long are they on a boat? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Uh, My other my other big question is the Chrissy or AKA Dolores. Do is she the only host that can stop machines like that? Or did, could all of them theoretically do that? They just don't know that they can do that.
1: So technically, she didn't stop a host. He's human. Oh, sorry. My apologies. A
2: human. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Does she have that special power because she is one of the OGs? Um, and other hosts couldn't do that to humans. That's what I think. But I wanted to get your, your guys' thoughts.
1: Alec, go ahead. What's your
0: thought, buddy? So I have a theory. Um... That at the end of season three, when she's kind of being uploaded into Rehoboam,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, she puts in some sort of defense mechanism or some lock around her initial code um, to keep her kind of isolated. And so this is why Hale is keeping tabs on her, because she's dangerous, because she can control the humans. So they set her on this loop of uh, writing the stories because that keeps her occupied and doesn't give her time to think that oh hey i'm actually able to control what's going on because i don't think Hale can actually control uh christy or dolores Um, i think there that's a glitch in their system and so the fact that you know dolores now waking up to this is a huge problem for Hale, which i love even though i still hate dolores
2: i tend to agree that because when you saw, I was like, oh, I have a lunch date with a friend. And then you saw who that friend was. I was like, oh, like there's got to be more than she just wants to check up on her own self. There has to be motivation behind that. So I, I would tend to agree with you, Alec. But I'm curious to see what JJ thinks.
1: Yeah, I had the same thought. So I think that there's something going on with Rehoboam that that whole thing makes the difference. Now, the one thing we know about Rehoboam from last season is he that machine controlled the humans' lives already. So I think, to be honest with you, I don't think Hale has full control of the humans without Dolores. I, because I that piece of... All the Rehoboam's are done. They're gone. Except for we know that a version of Dolores was loaded into Rehoboam, and maybe vice versa. So I think that there's some level of need for dolores to control the humans but i also think that dolores and the fact that it's dolores that's controlling them to this degree is the problem and the reason that they have a glitch in the system because you have a machine controlling the humans that always just wanted to be human and understood the nuances of life and the fact that she wanted to be free and she wanted to control her own life and you now have them her taking away that freedom and control from humans it's quite the paradox so it for me i think that's where i do believe that she needs her i think the the sound works but i think the bug that they're going to eventually have figured out is they need dolores or a version of rehoboam something at the center controlling it that isn't this nasty hail because hail it it was interesting because she said something when the dance thing was going on or she was talking to, to host William that there's like a frequency that was too low that caused chaos. If it was at the right point, there everybody was happy and, and good. And that's scientifically proven. Like that's real science. Like they talk about you go into a church and a priest is giving a sermon and they tend to speak either in a high tone that causes people to feel comfortable or they speak in a low tone when they want people to feel uncomfortable. And so those tones that, that frequency stuff is real. So it was really interesting to hear that, but I'm I'm curious as to whether or not that frequency and picking up on Dolores, her ability to tell human stories based on her own experience, whether they're crazy and out there like uh, her stuff with Wyatt, her Wyatt coding, or whether it's the, like she was leaning into with Dolores's actual story today, where it's this very human nature type story. She obviously has a connection to the humans that none of the rest do. So, and she has the ability to control. So I really think, I don't think she, I don't think Hale's as cool as she thinks she is because she's based off of this master code of Dolores. And Dolores has always been the key to it all. And I think, Dolores plus Maeve by the time they get her up and running I think that's going to cause Hale some real headaches which I'm looking forward to even though I'm with you. Dolores has been such a, a dick most of the show that like, I have a hard time thinking about the fact that I'm going to be rooting for her but <laughs> I hate Hale so much. Though the human chair thing today or in this episode was dope. That was really what a way to like use the humans. human chair. <laughs> she just sits down
0: well, that whole scene was pretty cool because with the dancing, it mirrors season one mm-hmm. or season two, where we get that flashback of what happens in the village mm-hmm. where they're training the host how to dance. And you Might have the same two. same kind of uh, figure moving through them all, showing them what to do and everything like that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, actually controlling them. So I thought that was kind of cool mirror. Yeah. But, dude. Teddy, what about Dude. Teddy? I was so happy. I like Teddy.
1: I've always liked Teddy. He's that I'm, mirror image, right? The exact opposite of Dolores. Though I loved like how he's waking her up. So that, but where? Who sent him? How did he get there? What's yeah? His how did the he? How did he plan? get there? How is like,
2: he not already tracked? Doesn't? Uh, I guess he's a host, so maybe he doesn't get flagged as an outlier per se. But how
0: is he not already on Hale's radar? You know. I think it's Maeve. I 100% think Maeve sent him in and we're in another time shift Mm -hmm. where by the time Maeve gets up and running, she's able to plug in uh, Teddy because once again, Maeve knows this storyline better than anybody, except for maybe Bernard. And she knows exactly what's, you know, they probably have to figure out, okay, we got to wake
1: Dolores up. How are we going to do it? Teddy. Teddy. See, and I think my theory is that it was Bernard. When he was in the the Sublime, he saw the whole future and how he needed to play it out, and he knew he needed to wake up Dolores. So, Teddy, who was in the Sublime, and he's not going to say no to Dol- Dolores. I think this is actual Teddy from the Sublime that's been re-uploaded by Bernard Bernard, in order to wake her up. I, that's my theory. Couple couple other questions.
2: One of the biggest things this episode focuses on is host transcending. Uh, we see the scenes mm-hmm. where they their cap, their brain, as we'll call it their computer brain, gets pulled out and put into one of those other standing figures back there. And is that them getting put into the sublime themselves and being part of a greater conscious or I'm I'm a
1: little fuzzy on what that means. Alec, I'm curious on your thoughts on this one, too, because I was going to ask the same question. I'm unsure
0: Hmm. and I'm kind of torn into what it actually means. But I kind of think it's something like the sublime where they're just able to kind of, you know, exist in a world of their own creating versus living in Hale's creation. Um, But I think the problem with that, of course, is if you create something, you are then responsible for it. And these hosts are, as we are seeing, kind of leaning into these human traits. And I don't think they a lot of them want the responsibility, which is why they're fighting against this transcendence.
1: Yeah, I had a thought that they were getting moved to. So this goes back to your one of your first questions, Mattson: of are we just in New York or are there other are there other places where a host becomes the hail? Right. So that's my next question is, does the them transcending mean to kind of like what Alec was talking about. Do they get their own creation, their own area that they get to be the hail of a bunch of humans in a different area. That was kind of my thought, but I could also see it being a different version of their own sublime. We have seen in, there's been trailers where that talks about the whole season. And one of the things that it shows is William, I'm assuming host William back at the dam and he sees like a crack that looks like when in season two, when the hosts were going into the sublime, it looks like he sees that behind the dam. So I'm wondering if they have figured out a way to create their own version of the sublime and that's their transcendence is they've decided they don't want to actually be in the real world anymore. They just want to go into their own version of the sublime. So I could definitely see it being that too.
2: But she also brings up a point about, how she's like, we we can choose to be who we want. We don't have to look like the humans. We kind of talked about this a little bit when the hosts were created by humans and their code is by a host that just wanted to be completely human. So it's like that flaw in their programming where are they ever going to be what Hale actually wants them to become because their innate code is actually to be wanting to become human. So it, like you said, that's that paradox where what she wants to create and have these hosts choose can't maybe ever really be done because th- their code is just it, that bug is never going to get rooted out.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love this because so then why like... would they ever want to leave? Well, it's like that creation versus creator mm-hmm. paradox, dichotomy, whatever, because now they are the creation and they flip the tables on the creator. And now it's now what they have nothing really left to do. No goal to accomplish. Um, and so now they're they're just kind of stuck. You know, she's like, We could make ourselves however we want, but we don't. It's almost like they have a block because of their coding that they cannot overcome, which is
1: dope. Yeah. Well, and I love that she talked about like God is bored and how like she understands how you know the mythology, the mythological gods were like they'd come down to visit human nature and humans thought it was because they were so cool, but in the end it's because the gods were bored. Like, what the hell else do I do? And I thought that was really interesting. And something else that she said when she was talking to Christina was that I I don't come here very often. And I she said it a couple of times. So I'm wondering if Hale lives in this transcendent whatever realm that they go to more often than not. And we're just seeing a time when she's visiting because things are kind of a little screwy. They've got these rebels that are fighting against them, they got humans that are finding their way out of the programming they've got hosts that are killing themselves i mean this shit's getting weird so was she not around because she's bored and now she comes down and so that's the other question is how many of these hosts are getting bored because not everyone has the same tastes as the man in black right who loves to torture and kill and obviously as we see put himself into situations that make other people uncomfortable and be his victims. So how much of that are we seeing that other hosts don't have those same tastes based on their nature? And so they're bored and that's why they want to transcend. And and so I, there's so many questions about where we're, and they, they do have a lot to answer in the next few episodes and I'm really excited for it. But
2: I, I almost wonder if the opposite of that is also true that they know what this transcendence means and it doesn't excite them and they don't want to leave because many of them do like what they've got in this world and that they feel like a god and kind of can do whatever and maybe it's different there we again we don't really know because we don't have all the facts there and i think that's an intriguing thing of um i mean it just it makes me think of religion sometimes that you always think that if there was an afterlife and it was as good as people say wouldn't everyone want that but even in this world you see that that's absolutely not true. um Some people are for it. Many people are kind of meh. Some don't really care at all. And then there's many others that are actively like totally against it. And I think that principle still could resonate pretty true in Westworld as well with these hosts that they because they can they can think for themselves to an extent because like the the man of black said it, he's like I think what you want me to because you made me but they still have independent thought to a degree as we see. Um, and I just wonder if there's more of a maybe a potential revolution in these hosts as well, in varying degrees of who's totally with Hale versus who's kind of just there versus who's got their their own agenda, and maybe those things play out because it seems like the Man in Black now certainly is on a path deviation than what he's been on the
1: past twenty three years. Yeah. And I love them, there was a, a line that Hale said kind of in passing that I was like, oh, shit. And it ended in transition to a whole nother section. But they're walking out as that host is transcending or whatever's happening. And he says, why don't you just make us mm-hmm. like you? And she says, because then I'd be just like them or that's what they would do. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, yeah,
2: he said, why don't you just make him transcend? She's like, well, that's what they would do. And she doesn't want to do that. But yeah, he's not wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, she's not. And that, it's. It, it, you know it's again it's this dichotomy of we have the host versus the humans and it's so interesting but this is a great time for me to bring up because i always talk about the titles of this these episodes uh the title for this one i'm gonna butcher this i know i am um but it's Xiongzi, and he that is the name of a a taoist philosopher from ancient china um and i found i was reading through trying to figure out you know what is it that made them want to name this episode after? One, it's a pretty philosophical episode. There's a lot of talk, but there's a couple of things, and there's a line in this that I was reading about him. So he taught that a lot of philosophers in China believe that Shang Tzu's philosophies and teachings, he wrote a book titled His Own Name, um, are more accurate and more Taoist philosoph- philosophically than even like the main uh, literature of Taoism so he's like the one of the top Taoist guys Um, so here's a couple of his thoughts Um, they asked somebody asked him what can be known or said of the Tao and if if you don't know what the Tao is it's like a path it's like our path as people um, from and he said there's neither an initial beginning nor final end no limitations or demarcations He's like, life is an ongoing transformation of your Tao or the path um, in which there is. And this is my favorite line of which there is no better or worse, no good or evil. So it's just a path. Um, And I thought that was very, very interesting. And then he said um, somebody asked him again where the Tao was, and he replied that it's everywhere. And I went, "Oh God, that's right along with what the boss said when Dolores mm. is like, "Where is this? Can you?" And he's like, "It's everywhere." And I was like, "Oh, snap, so that's why they did that. um hmm. yeah, it was crazy i it, I just thought that was really interesting. so there's why, the title.
2: Why did the boss though basically allude to that Hale is watching her because I felt like that was a breach of what someone like that would say like, if she asked him to say it, I can understand that, but he gave that up freely. And that seemed, that seemed out of place to me.
1: I think there's a level of, and I think this goes to, again, that piece, what I noticed in this episode and looking back on previous episodes with her roommate, there is a level of subconscious, in my opinion, understanding of what's going on. I think subconsciously and somewhat, maybe on the, very just breaching the surface consciousness of consciousness. There's a understanding of they're not in control of their own lives. Um, And some of them come fully into that, like Peter who ends up throwing himself off the building because he hasn't figured it out. Then you've got these other humans that have completely been able to see past the veil, right. And can see the tower and understand. And I think because there's a level of fear, even in her roommate a couple of times when she starts to deviate from her path, and she starts asking questions. She's painting the tower in one of her paintings. Things get weird. The, her roommate can visibly be seen that she shook and she's like uncomfortable. So I think there's a level of them understanding that. And I think that's where that comes out sometimes with them. Because even the, the roommate like immediately went to, I need to get you out. We need to get you back on your pattern of not finding someone, not finding and not having a date work. And unfortunately for the roommate, this time it worked because Teddy inserted himself, right? But every other date didn't work, so she went back to her house and was depressed and woke up and painted and did the things that made her happy. So I think there's a certain level of them understanding it. They just can't do anything about it. And I think that's mm-hmm. where that came from.
2: The other thing I thought was super thought-provoking is the the human deviant, or I can't remember what they exactly call that, uh, before he got shot, holding the the little flower um, and asking if if that was real, and just having that one thing um, and validating that as existence, I, I definitely think it just that gives you on a, a really deep thought pattern of knowing like what if you had just gone for me in the past thirty years of my life and it was. It was all aligned. It makes you think of like the Truman Show, for instance, in grasping like what was real versus what was fabricated. And even in that show, the same thing like he grasped onto well, what actually wasn't planned and scripted. Like it was or anything. These emotions, these feelings, did any of it matter? And I do think that's exactly what a human would do. And even these hosts try to grasp onto the same thing, like what was real versus what was fabricated. And that kind of thought process, was, I think was really interesting is that's all that that human being wanted at the end is just to know that something meant anything and that his his whole
1: life wasn't a lie. Yeah. That was such an interesting part to me uh, with the humans and how they start to figure it out. And even tying it into the host and how that girl like cracked because of it. Dude, that was crazy. And then it just led into such an interesting scene at the very beginning. The opening scene of this, like the, the cold open scene of this episode was absolutely nuts because the whole man in black talking to that couple and then having to go and find the slaughter scene. And, I mean, it was nuts. So I'm with you. I That was such an interesting way to play that no matter how much you try to lean into the control – it's impossible to fully gain it. You're going to lose it somewhere and there's going to be that issue. And so I just, I loved that. Do you guys catch the, the hidden song?
0: I did not. What hidden yeah. song?
1: So there's always Ramin Juwadi, who's the the composer for this show. Every episode, typically, I think every episode has like a modern song that they turn into an instrumental version like so we saw during the second episode or third where they're in third episode when they're in the park and you got you had the uh back in black again which was in the second season or first season of uh, on the piano and then you had some nine inch nails and you had metallica playing over it as well so each episode tends to have that so during the dance scene it starts with handle and she asks the guy to put this poor bastard with his bloody fingers uh, mutilated fingers from playing so much she asked him to play handle and then it transitions while they're dancing into Lou Reed's perfect day and I just love listening for those songs so it catch I always catch them and I'll listen to oh look at that so it was yeah Lou Reed's perfect day which is such a terrible song to be playing in the midst of these humans being controlled to the point of playing his fingers bloody <laughs> it was awful great episode uh-
0: I think it's time for JJ's favorite line of the episode.
1: Oh, dude. I love, I love Stubbs. Stubbs is
0: the best.
1: And it was really interesting. So when they finally, they send him to, you know, as part of the trade off, he's with the rebels that are going to free the newest outlier, which we didn't know at the time, but this woman that's up on the roof and man in black gets kind of poisoned by her being able to see it. And yeah, anyway, but, when they're down in the bottom and Stubbs like, so what am I here for? And he's like, you're the canary in the, the coal, mine. In the coal canary mine. coal mine. And he's uh, he goes, <laughs> excuse my French, but it's a quote. I have to say it. He's all tweet fucking tweet. Like just all snarky. And dude, I giggled and rewound it like six times. Cause it was just perfect stubs. Like no facial expression. No, he just, and he just drops the line. Then they and handed then him a catches.
0: flashlight, and he's like, "Yeah, okay. I'm like, what's this gonna do?" To on off,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then he's the one that catches that things were weird, which was also a cool scene, by the way. When they're in the city, and he's like, "Uh, something's not right." And then the whole like everybody around him turn, and they look at him. I thought that was really cool.
2: Do they know that he's a host? Um, I oh,
1: think, think they so. do. I you think do? that was because they know that Bernard is. i think he told them and they never showed it but i think he told them i i'm pretty sure they think that they know he's a host and i think that's why the whole bird and the or the canary because they know that he's going to be able to tell something different maybe i'm wrong
0: i thought they were keeping a secret because at the beginning they showed him like hey this guy was trying to infiltrate your game he's a host Mm -hmm. chopped off his head um could be. Yeah. Maybe
1: they don't I feel know. like
2: it's the opposite. I don't think they know because why would they be asking when he says, hey, something's wrong, but he didn't say what he could hear because I assumed he could hear the sounds maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Even speculation like if he did and they knew he was the host, like why not just say it?
1: That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. No, you're probably right. You probably don't know. They probably don't know. Which makes for an interesting what's going to happen when they do find out.
2: Because I feel like that level of openness for how hard it was for them to even get any trust at the beginning would be rather difficult for them to trust that it wasn't just the the machines the host, just yeah. yeah i mean that's me personally fair. in that scene like for how dirty they did it how could you ever really trust a host at that point that's fair
1: no that, that's a good point you're probably very right oh man it was such an interesting episode. Yeah, it was a great stuff, episode. Though. Like
2: visually, I, I don't know if anyone that listens to our podcast. I hope you're watching the uh, the like the after the credits they have how they shot that scene. They'll talk about some things oh. there and then the 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 teaser trailer. But it was really interesting what venue they picked. I immediately want yeah. to go to that hotel for one because yep. it looks spectacular, and just how they incorporated that with the CGI and the perspective just really fascinating to me but man like it's really interesting i don't know someone must have stayed there on the production set but like we got to do it here it's just cool how that like comes to life
1: yeah it yeah it's such a cool cool show and i love the the transition too they talked about in that where when you saw the the hub in the first seasons the walls were red and then, like the the actual layout, the CGI layout of the of the park was white, and now the walls are white, and their layout of the city is red. So it's the same color palette, but it's reversed, just like everything else in this season, where it's just on its in it's the inverse of what we've seen up to this point. Um, but my final, I have I have to bring up William and William. That is not good for Hale, because boy, they're devious. If, man, if if real William one gets out and two is able to turn host William against her and set him on a, oh, this is not going to be good. Cause man, William. And I loved just that he's the one that opened that up and was having a conversation. And all real William was doing was basically laughing at him and saying, quit being a freaking dumbass. Let's get this figured out. You're not me. It's obvious you're not me. Oh. I love Ed Harris. He is the man. Oh yeah. Can't wait. And I'm so excited Mave's coming back, seeing the the preview for next week with Bernard fixing Mave with the oh I cannot wait. Cannot so, wait.
0: I have a theory, JJ. Uh oh. And it is crazy. I'm ready. And I think it's gonna happen in episode seven. Okay. Okay. But what we've seen so far is we've seen the outliers at the end of there, like they've already broken out and they're Mm -hmm. feeling hopeless Mm -hmm. we haven't seen them go from where they're actually breaking out of this matrix Mm. christina's roommate dolores's roommate is having headaches uh you know nervousness nightmares i think she's breaking the mold on her Mm -hmm. matrix and i think she's going to be the next outlier which means the rebellion is going to come for her which means good old Stubbs or Bernard gonna see or is going to see Dolores and shit's going to go down. Well played, yeah, I sir. Think that's,
2: I think that's spot on because, yeah, she's talking about that. Yeah. Mark. I think here.
0: episode that's is going to yeah. be set up, episode 7 where it's all going to go down.
1: Well, and it makes sense, too, because Dolores breaking out of her loop means that the roommate's going to be breaking out of her loop. And you've seen it started since Dolores has started going off the rails. So, and that's what keeps them in it is their loops, just mm-hmm. like the host. So mm, that's a good good call, my friend. Good call. Well, now I'm even more excited. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I haven't had any real theories this since the first. Well, I got my I got my one right, but I haven't had I've been so just wrapped up in this season that I haven't really been theorizing as much as I normally do. I do wonder how they're gonna loop Caleb back into it. Yeah, I'm curious about his fidelity test. Like, is he is he the first that worked? Is he, you know what I mean? Because you see in the preview, he's there, and he's gonna be back, and he's fighting, and it looks like things aren't going well for him. And so, I'm I'm very interested to see if he's gonna get to see his daughter again. If he, you know, if he sees what
0: her reaction is going to be.
1: Yeah. So lots to come. Lots to come. I like that theory, though, Alec. Now I'm going to be sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for it. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a good episode to talk about, boys. That was a lot of fun. I hope yeah, they that, continue. There's a
2: lot to lot to speculate. I'm very excited. I mean, it was just so good. I was excited, really enjoyed this episode, it, awesome throughout it. I looked forward to it, and I wish I was in a spot where I could just binge watch all of it. But Yeah.
1: Nope. It's a lot. No, I I will say though that I am really excited that that Matson's excited. Like I knew Alec well enough that Alec would get into this show, that's why I turned him on to it. Said you got to watch all of it. But Matson, you were kind of wishy-washy on the third season. Yeah, but season, season three yeah, was season was not different. that
2: good. I one of my favorite my my boss and good friend um, <laughs> no, Alec, good. who's my boss, not this Alec. Oh, He's yes, a huge <laughs> movie TV show buff. He got turned off. He just. It just turned him off completely. And I like you look at like Game of Thrones, for instance, the last couple of seasons where things just went off the rails for people and it's true. I gotta be honest, like Westworld season three, pretty if you had the ranked seasons, it's the worst for sure. And didn't leave me with a, a good optimistic taste for this season. But man, like they have come to play. And I yeah. I like it because the, the man in black has a prominent role in, in some different ways. I think Hale's character is just devious and evil but bored and the world it what w- should have happened in season i think they should have just made this season 3 personally cuz a lot of the <laughs> things that happened like we just didn't need it to an extent or they could have made it fast cuz this is the intriguing stuff they mean the machines have turned on the humans they have gained control but we're talking about the now what question and the humans are trying to get it back and that's always an interesting story to tell and i just think they found gold this season and i'm already excited because depending on what the cliffhanger is, there's more to tell in the next season. And I'm already intrigued on what that is. But season three, I literally remember watching and wondering, they ruined this. Like, where are they (laughs) going to go from here? And I I think they found their their recipe for success again. So you made a believer out of me again. Because I think you would even, to an extent, JJ, you have to admit, like, season three, was, it's just not what Westworld is known for.
1: Sure. No, it was wildly different. Now I still liked it because it had enough of the elements that it kept me entertained. And, and if you have any questions about how I felt about it, you can all go back and listen to our episodes for season three, which are still available on What's Our Verdict TV. So it's actually called our What's Our Verdict, uh, uh, what did I call that? Archives? Archives now. So you can go back and listen, but they're still there. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like if I had to rate seasons, it certainly wasn't my favorite season. I still liked it, but this season, I like the soft reboot and what they've been able to do with it and twist everything. It, it's just really – and it's it's clean, and it's streamlined, and it is – the writing is incredible.
2: It, you know, one thing I'll say as well that you guys have heard throughout the movies and some TV shows, especially HBO, things that at times I hate when they lean so much into like – the sex scenes and the incest and things of that nature. I like when they allude to it as part of a story, but they make it something that's added in that doesn't have a purpose. It always annoys me because then I'm watching something with my wife. Does, is it a little, at least with sometimes it can get uncomfortable, a little weird. It's like, ah, like (laughs) is is that driving the story home? But for whatever reason, they just don't seem to care about any of that this season. And not that it's making it better, but I've always, I just find that intriguing because honestly, Westward, a lot of that parts of those or testings are part of it but they haven't really leaned into that per se but the story is still so compelling and I've, I've just was thinking about that today because I've been like well where is this at but they're telling something that's so cerebral and it's still entertaining.
1: Yeah I think that's because humans aren't at the forefront controlling everything. The The hosts really have no we point. We dirty. It, yeah I was going to say the hosts have no reason for it really. They were the they were the the sure. Being, beings being defiled in the first two seasons, and this one, the hosts are controlling everything. So there's no real reason for that. So it's,
2: except for them to go on a killing spree, but that, it, but there's cracks in the seams, so you could see sure. more.
1: Exactly. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm not looking forward to having to wait another two years when this season's over. It's gonna be too long. Yeah, because it's just man. How
0: did you there, do this for there, every other is. season?
1: It well that's why when
0: we started
2: easy. this season that JJ and I especially were like, "Ooh, like what happened there? Like what the connections cuz it is so long that it is hard to exactly remember that next time I'm going to have to watch at least some episodes of like season 4 to even remember. But I digress. Yeah. We're we're talking about too many things in the future, but great episode.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. All right. Well, there it is. We appreciate you tuning in. We've had a couple of viewers got some likes. Uh, we appreciate Vanessa Randon. Thank Rondon you for the like and and uh, those have been tuned in watching us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will be here next week to talk episode six of Westworld. Um, lots to lots of ways to check us out and what we're doing, Matts, and tell everybody what those are.
2: Yeah, first and foremost, jump on TikTok. Alex got great things. He tried to convince our audience that I was a host because I don't like a tiger. Not sure what that's that all about. That wasn't me. That was Hobbs. That was that was Hobbs. Uh, I was out last week on a backpacking trip, so I didn't get to dispute that fact, but I am indeed all 100% real. But TikTok, That's there's ob- a lot of fun obli- videos. Convenient. Movie trivia, random things that are sprouting out in Alex's brain. Thank goodness he is not Dolores, aka Hale, because his world would be pretty dang goofy. Other <laughs> than that, it
0: would be awesome. It would crazy? be amazing. <laughs> you could check us out
2: on, on com to see what's upcoming. Um, a lot more TV shows that are going to get started in the month of August. We're actually going to do something really cool. We're going to do um, some different topics that don't have anything to do with movie or TV and start to deviate a little bit to see if you all like that. Um we're gonna get social media kicked up here again a little bit. I've been out, so been slacking big time on that. But source of truth, go to TikTok, go to whatsoever.com, and then you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And hit that follow, like, or subscribe. Again, appreciate you tuning in. Absolutely.
1: There it is. Yeah, Alec roasted me pretty good today on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Exactly I didn't I post on to.
0: TikTok today, JJ. Yeah. There was well, no yesterday, whichever you told one me it was. I didn't do it.
1: Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa!